Renegade Broadcasting. Hard-hitting talk radio. to the Blitz. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you May 27th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. This is a special Thursday show because I likely won't be able to record anything this weekend because of my schedule. So I just wanted to get some, some news out to you guys here so that you can stay informed as to what is going on in this world. And as we have been mentioning here at Renegade, we're not out of the woods yet. They're not going to let this crisis go to waste just yet. They're going to milk this for all that it's worth. That's why they created it in the first place. So looking at some world news, we see that Australia is going back into a heavy lockdown, in particular Victoria. So, here's a a news story out of Reuters. Australia's Victoria state to enter COVID-19 lockdown after fresh outbreak. Oh, man. Yep. So, Sydney, Australia's second most populous state of Victoria, will enter a one-week COVID-19 lockdown, forcing its near 7 million residents to remain home except for essential business as authorities struggle to contain a highly infectious outbreak. I thought the vaccines were working. Perhaps the vaccines are actually causing this, if it is a real outbreak. From 11.59 p.m. local time on Thursday until June 3rd, people will only be allowed to leave their homes for essential work, healthcare, grocery shopping, exercise, or to take their coronavirus vaccinations. Oh, man. Well, isn't that something? We have seen more evidence we're dealing with a highly infectious strain of the virus, a variant of concern which is running faster than we could have ever recorded. Victoria State Acting Premier James Merlino told reporters in Melbourne, this guy's a magic man, he's just going to get rid of this, this virus, Merlin. Merlino said contact tracers have identified more than 10,000 primary and secondary contacts who would need to quarantine, test, and self-isolate adding that number will continue to grow and change. These contact tracers, do you think they've just gone out of work? No, they're still there. They're ready. They're ready to contact trace and tell you, you got to get locked up. So that's that's great over in Australia. And we've got some news coming out of Canada that essentially the Canadian border will remain closed. Uh, Of course, not to 
you know, the many non-whites that flood into the country illegally, like the Chinese, but uh, the, especially to America, the, US, the border with the U.S. will be closed, and they might open it up to people who have had the vaccine, but everybody else, oh, no, tough luck. So let's see, out of the financial post here, Trudeau gets leeway from voters on slower U.S. border reopening. Do, do you really think that the, uh, the voters are, are really having a say here? That they're giving him leeway? Really? Justin Trudeau is beginning to sketch out a plan to reopen the U.S. border, but Canadians don't appear keen to rush it. The Canadians are just saying, hey, we got to keep it locked down. And when travel does resume, they overwhelmingly approve of proof of vaccination. Yes, they think that should be mandatory. Yeah, so let's just trust these polls. The, the one that uh, is being referenced is an Angus Reid Institute poll. They said more than three quarters said they would support a vaccine passport. It's just the Canadians are giving Trudeau the mandate, saying that there needs to be a vaccine mandate to come to this country. So Trudeau is just doing what the Canadians want, of course. Yeah, right. But hey, guys, this isn't just foreign countries that are going to be introducing all of this. We've had vaccine passports being discussed all around the United States. And actually, Oregon is now requiring a proof of vaccination if you want to breathe freely. Yep, that is the case. So <clears throat> let's take a look at this. The Oregonian reports Oregon will allow people to go maskless outside, but will require them to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and be able to prove it to forego masks in most public indoor settings. So isn't that just great? They've got this uh, little, uh, the Oregon Health Authority website put out this guidance here, <clears throat> or mandate. All businesses, employers, and faith institutions are required to continue to apply and enforce the mask, face covering, and face shield guidance and physical distancing requirements in state COVID-19 guidance to all individuals unless a business, employer, or, or faith institution has a policy for checking for proof of vaccination status of individuals and requests proof of vaccination status from each individual and renews each individual's proof of vaccination prior to entry or admission. So they're putting the responsibility on the businesses to say either you make everybody wear a mask or you check each person who tries to come in without a mask and you get their vaccination records. How is this even legal? I don't think it is. Isn't this just a violation of health privacy? No, but it's an emergency. Emergency measures with an emergency vaccine. You know, you got to take, you got to take emergency measures sometimes when you're facing an unprecedented novel coronavirus and all the different variants. Oh, it's just so sick. So what are people going to do? What are they going to do? Uh, put, put their vaccine card on their chest. Do the little, the little, uh, badge. Put a little vaccine badge. Eventually, if this really takes hold uh, in a big way, it's going to be the chip. It's going to be the ID2020 that holds all your vaccine records. And who knows if they've already put that chip in people. I, I don't know. Do you know what's being injected into people's arms? They're definitely putting some something in there along with the mRNA vaccine gene therapy thing. Uh, that's why people are becoming uh, magnetized why their magnetic field, their electromagnetic field is being completely disrupted. That's why magnets are sticking not only to the the vaccination site, but to people's chests as well. Are, are they getting injected with nanobots? 
whatever it is, it's scary, and it seems to be related to the 5G rollout that took place around the same time. And one of the big companies that was rolling out 5G was Crown Castle, right? Corona Castle. And Bill Gates had, what, 33.3 million uh, stocks in it or something like that. Something to do with 33, of course. And as as uh, mainly Sinead predicted, Bill Gates was just going to be the fall guy, right? And now he has taken that fall, the fall from grace. But still, all his words of wisdom are being followed by everybody in power. Uh, it's just so sickening seeing all these people in positions of power ruining our world who are tied to Jeffrey Epstein, like Bill Gates, for example, have, you know, visited him in his New York mansion or have openly just molested children on TV like President Joe Biden. It's just disgusting. This world is so messed up and somebody needs to do something about it. Actually, not just somebody. Many people need to do something about it. And it can't just be us at the grassroots. It needs to be people who have some kind of position within this government to start actually calling things out. I, maybe maybe that's never going to happen. It's going to have to be the, the average person out there. But it sure would be great if some people who are within the military, who are within the intelligence sector, who are within the bureaucracy at some level would start to do something so that these child rapers can't just rape everybody with their with their uh, vaccinations, with their 5G, with their mind control, with all the rest of it, raping the resources, making sure that the billionaires get even richer. Maybe, maybe it'd be time to start doing something about it. Just saying, is everybody, is every single person within this system completely corrupt? Sometimes it looks like that. Other times there are little glimmers of hope, but you got to be careful for the limited hangouts, the controlled opposition. But how can so many people go along with this agenda? Think of all the, the proud white military men who think that they have been serving their country and now are having trannies crammed down their throat and told that all whites are racist as part of their indoctrination. I, I, are they just rolling over, putting up no resistance? Or are they actually getting a little fed up with it? And is that why the Biden administration now is working so hard to rout out extremism and racism in the military? Because it actually exists. And I am guessing... It exists at some of the higher levels as well. Unfortunately, these are people who, even if they do understand some of these racial issues, have been serving Zog for their entire career. So can we really rely on them? It'd be, it'd be great if there was some kind of coup brewing. But unfortunately, what we're seeing is that the coup happened a long, long time ago. And now we've got the Jew. And the Jew is openly ruining our country and the world. If anybody says anything about it, oy vey. The whole entire Jewish media, Jewish judicial system, Jewish political system will come crashing down upon them. So most people just keep their mouth shut, don't they? But it'd be great if somebody within that structure, or even within the business structure, would actually stand up and say something. Tyson Fury just stood up and said something, you know, years ago after he beat Klitschko. And then he started working with the Jewish supremacist Bob Arum. 
So there's that. You know, but more people just speak the truth. If enough people just spoke the truth and got support, then this then we'd be able to quickly turn the tide, at least within the minds of the masses. And we could show them, no, this way of thinking is actually the norm. White people shouldn't hate themselves. Jews shouldn't be beyond criticism. Jews shouldn't be ruling over the rest of us, filthy goyim. Anyway, this the passports and all that crap need to come to a stop. We can't allow this to take place. Take off your damn masks. Put up a fuss. Don't let your children be muzzled. Breathe freely. That's, that's the simplest advice I can give. And if a store doesn't want to uh, let you do that, then don't go to that store. It's different down here in Florida, but I feel really bad for people who live in other states. Absolutely sickening what is taking place. Actually, back up to Canada. I just wanted to mention this. Canada now has pop-up clinics that are offering children free ice cream if they get a COVID vaccine. And I think it's as young as 12 they can get. Uh, yep, children as young as 12 in Canada are able to get free ice cream if they go take Pfizer's experimental mRNA gene therapy vaccine. And here's the kicker. They don't need parental permission. So these children, 12-year-olds, who can't decide who they want to vote for, for example, they can't decide who they want in the elections. No, they're not given that responsibility. No, they can't drive a car. They can't decide really much about their lives. But I'll tell you what they can decide. They can decide to go get an experimental vaccine shot into their arms which could do serious damage to them, as we have already seen. Yeah, they're allowed to decide that. Oh, and, and even younger children are able to decide what, uh, what gender they want to be. Yeah, and if you say anything about it in certain provinces in Canada, well, you can actually have your children taken away from you. Oh, there are big legal battles that take place where if a, if a parent doesn't recognize his child's pronouns, then uh, that child uh, needs to basically be taken away from them. Yeah, oh, it's just sick. It is so disgusting what is taking place. Thanks, Jews. Thanks, Jews, for everything. Oh, yeah, but the pop-up vaccine clinics with free ice cream, it's just so predatory. So disgusting. Oh, but people cheer it on. What a great, great uh, vaccination effort to get the herd immunity. Let's get the herd immunity for those uh, the, the cattle, the tax cattle. Yeah, the goyim. The devastating effects of this have yet to be seen. Yeah, people are dying. People are getting paralyzed. But we're not even seeing uh, the real, full effect of this gene therapy. We're not. This is the tip of the iceberg, people. But one, the first guy to get the vaccine, he's dead. William Shakespeare, remember that? Remember William Shakespeare? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's died at 81, but uh, he seemed to be healthy enough, healthy enough to be the first man in the world to get the COVID vaccine. Yeah, on December 8th, he was the first man, got the jab at University Hospital Coventry and Warwickshire, and now he's dead. So, there's that. <laughs> oh, but it has nothing to do with the vaccine, probably. You know, we, we can't say there's a causal relationship here. No, no. Died of natural causes. Just so sick. But uh, we've got we've got the administration here 
doing a re- doing reach outs with the YouTube influencers in order to convince children to get the vaccines. I saw these uh, influencers. One one of them is like a kind of a tranny looking guy. One of the guys that does makeup still has short hair. I think still identifies as a male, but really does a bunch of so called feminine makeup. Absolutely disgusting. You know, talking with Fauci and and Biden about how vaccines are so essential for children. There was this brave wilderness with Coyote Peterson, who must be a Jew. Uh, and he was telling, you know, they're talking about nature and preserving nature, but also, you know, oh, travel is so important. And, uh, you know, the key to traveling safely is vaccination. And children can get the vaccine now. So get the vaccine. It was just Hasbro for the vaccine. Shilling for the vaccine. And it shouldn't even be called a vaccine, but it's the easiest thing to call it right now. But you know what? That's fine. Call, call it a vaccine because all vaccines should be avoided. That's my stance and I'm sticking to it. I don't think there is a good vaccine. I don't think there is a safe, effective vaccine. I really don't. People say, this this gene therapy isn't like those, those good vaccines, like the polio vaccine. I don't think a good vaccine exists. So Whatever. It's a vaccine. It's don't let the government inject anything into your arm. Don't let the, let the Jewish health system inject anything into your arm. Isn't that right, Sinead? She just oh, popped yeah, popped into my garage coconut studio. Coconut milk. Coconut milk. Coconut milk. Chugging coconut oil. I'm making a baked Alaska for my mom's birthday. All right. So I, oh, I let a cat in. Hold I look forward to trying that. Get out of here, kitty. All right, sorry. That's okay. Bye. They probably want you to join, but she's busy, people. Give she's busy. Cake. Yep. It's I'll important buy work. Some shampoo bars that are ugly. Sham- shampoo change. bars and also sunscreens are on sale. Sunscreens are on sale. I took like $2 off. So $2 off sunscreens. And we're headed into summer. Wow. Yeah. So, like, so buy them. Protect yourself. Speaking of shilling. <laughs> hey, sunscreen. Actually, sunscreens out there, most of the ones you'd buy not good not good for yourself not good for the environment not good for the coral reefs but these ones are actually effective they work and they're not going to uh, to harm you at least not not that i know of and, and i don't like wearing sunscreens i don't usually do it but if i'm going going to be out at the beach or i'm going to be exposed to sun for a long time yeah i'll throw this sunscreen on because i am very fair-skinned which i thought was such a terrible thing when i was younger because you're made to feel terrible not even just being white but being a fair-skinned white oh yeah you're mocked you're made fun of it's terrible really quite awful what very fair children have to go through in this world but that's perfectly fine you can make fun of somebody for being very white-skinned but try to make somebody for being fun of somebody for being dark-skinned yeah not gonna work out so well all right let's actually take a look at what is happening to these youngsters who do choose to get the vaccine, the so-called vaccine. Uh, at least 18 teen- teenagers got uh, heart problems in Connecticut alone. J- just Connecticut. 18 youths who got the vaccine in Connecticut were hospitalized with heart problems. What is happening to them? Uh, is, is the so-called vaccine different for young people? Is it just affecting young people differently? This is, it's alarming, but yet there's still a concerted effort to get all these children take this experimental vaccine. 
Let's listen. Well, this morning, the CDC is looking into reports of a heart condition in teenagers and young adults that uh, may be linked to the COVID-19 vaccine. There is no confirmed connection yet, but so far there have been more than a dozen cases here in Connecticut. NBC Connecticut's Jennifer Joes joins us live from Hartford with what parents need to know. And Jennifer, this is a hot topic on our website. It's the top red story right now. Yeah, absolutely. It is concerning to parents out there who are getting their kids vaccinated. What we know from the Department of Public Health is that there's 18 cases so far right here in Connecticut. All 18 people were hospitalized for several days. Wow. Hospitalized for seven days. Sounds like it was uh, pretty bad. But you know what? As I said, they're still shilling so hard. One of the things that they're doing, they're not just going to the YouTube influencers. They're... uh, trying to connect directly with the youth as well so they do these kind of fake phone calls it's biden and the white house crew who they're creeping on the youth where it may, they make it seem like you're getting a call from biden and kamala and fauci and they're talking about oh how you need to get your damn vaccines well let's listen into these it's just ridiculous biden calling hey folks we have to get vaccinated the new variants are affecting young people Getting the vaccine is going to prevent you from spreading it to your friends and to your family. Let's end the COVID crisis once and for all, now. Kamala. 90% of Americans live within five miles of a vaccination center. And if you click on the link below, go to vaccines.gov, and you can get all the information about where you can get vaccinated. And also, starting May 24th, Uber and Lyft are going to give free rides to vaccination sites. So get vaccinated. Fauci. A fully vaccinated person right now will be protected against the variants that are currently circulating in the country. Dr. Corbin. And the more people that we get vaccinated, the less likely the virus is to transmit and to pick up mutations. Well, there you go. Now, actually, from what I've seen, it looks like the vaccine is causing the variants. At least that's what some some very well-respected expert scientists are saying, is that this is causing different variants. But I don't think that there was an original COVID virus that is having variants cause. I think that the vaccine is causing people to produce sickness, not only within themselves, but also to others. The vaccine is spreading the sickness. It's not just that the cure is worse than the disease. The cure is the disease. This was the end goal the whole time, getting the vaccine into people. COVID was just the excuse for changing people's genetic uh, makeup. Very, very alarming people. I don't even know what to do here. So many people have already gotten this shot. They perhaps have doomed themselves. And it could just be they get prion disease in a couple of years and die. It could be something far worse than that. And they cause everybody else to die. It could be infertility. Who knows all the repercussions of this? How would anybody know? They tested it for what? A couple months? Oh, yep, safe and sound. Get everybody vaccinated. Get those children vaccinated as well. All right, changing gears just a little bit here. A couple days ago, we had um, we had the great holiday of uh, St. George Floyd Day. And that is a, a new big holiday here. And 
we had uh, a number of things taking place around the world, particularly at uh, U.S. embassies. U.S. embassies decided to honor St. George Floyd Day by flying the BLM flags because State Department head Jew Anthony Blinken basically put out this secret memo to them and told them that they should be flying the BLM flag, this commie terrorist organization supported by the State Department. Isn't that something? What do you know? (sighs) So, uh, I posted an article about this by Chris Menahan, and uh, he writes, the flags are put out on Tuesday to celebrate George Floyd Day and ritually humiliate the American people as part of what Soviet defector Yuri Bezmenov called the process of demoralization. That is exactly what is going on. So in Greece, Spain, Cambodia, and Bosnia, the they flew the BLM flag after this push by the State Department. Absolutely sick. Uh, a leaked State Department memo obtained by Human Events showed Secretary of State Antony Blinken gave blanket-written authorization to all U.S. embassies to fly the new flag of the globalist American empire, and that is the BLM flag. The department supports the use of the term Black Lives Matter in messaging content, speeches, and other diplomatic engagements with foreign audiences to advance racial equity and access to justice on May 25th and beyond. The memo stated, We encourage posts to focus on the need to eliminate systemic racism and its continued impact. The only systemic racism coming from the United States is against white people. That's the systemic racism. The system is the State Department. The system is academia, which is completely anti-white. The system is the mainstream media, which is completely anti-white. The system is Silicon Valley, which is completely anti-white and embedded with the ADL. Okay? So where's this systemic racism? This white supremacy you talk about? You are the system, State Department. Jeez. Biden's handlers are working to eliminate systemic racism by implementing systemic racism against white people and declaring them all terrorists. That is true. Uh, Earlier this year, Blinken said he would also authorize embassies to fly uh, the LGBT pride flag. Oh, this this Jewish supremacist. So sick. Uh, Menahan points out, while our embassies uh, on Tuesday were busy throwing up BLM flags on Blinken's orders to advance racial equity, Blinken himself was meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel to pledge his ironclad commitment to Israel's security. Just days after Israel bombed the hell out of Gaza, and Jewish supremacists carried out anti-Arab pogroms in the streets and sang songs calling for the genocide of Palestinians while a fire raged outside the Al-Aqsa Mosque. According to Blinken, systemic racism in America must be eliminated, but systemic racism in Israel must be protected with billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars and $735 million in new precision-guided missiles. It's, it's so clear as day. How can more people not see this? I, I, actually, more people are, which is why the Hasbarats are working overtime these days. So over here in America... George Floyd Day uh, kicked off with a shooting at George Floyd Square in Minneapolis on live TV. Yes, there is a George Floyd Square now. Isn't that great? So they were doing uh, a little segment on ABC News, and they were discussing a 9-minute, 29-second moment of silence to remember those fateful 9 minutes and 29 seconds when the PSYOP uh, occurred when Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck 
had him handcuffed and then decided to take off his handcuffs at some point, for some reason. Oh, and just took the breath from him. So let's actually listen in here while this reporter is, uh, is getting shot at. Not shot at, uh, but is, is reporting on the scene when a bunch of gunfire takes place. It was probably a white supremacist and the systemic racism of the media is hiding this fact. No, of course it was a black person. Who's shooting up the cities? Is it white supremacists? Are they the ones killing all the people in Chicago? Really? Really? All right. Let's, let's, let's listen in here. Pretty ridiculous. Apparently it's about 30 shots. Lloyd's life. So what are we expecting both there in Minneapolis and across the country? Well, Diane, I think one real powerful moment is you mentioned certainly the Floyd family meeting privately with President Biden. Well, right around that time or immediately after, uh, the governor here, Governor Waltz, has signed a proclamation urging residents in Minnesota and Minneapolis to observe nine minutes and 29 seconds of silence, uh, representing the nine minutes and 29 seconds that Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck. But Hold on. All right, we're going to check in with Alex in a bit. Sounds like there may be some trouble there in Minneapolis. We're going to check in with them. Obviously, we hope that they are safe. And meanwhile, as lawmakers try to work on federal police reform, some cities like Minneapolis... And on, the, on to the next story. We, we hope they're safe, though. Was that a, another slap? I don't know. But just... Just ridiculous. And by the way, the guy who was talking there, the reporter, was black. I think it is a sign of systemic white racism that these black reporters speak with white accents. Why aren't they speaking like ghetto hood rats, like Tyrone in Minneapolis? They're not representing their community well at all. They need to be speaking with Ebonics. Everybody should be speaking with Ebonics these days to eliminate systemic white racism. Get rid of English class. English, das racist. Ebonics is the new way forward, people. And all these news reporters, black, white, whatever, they need to be speaking less like white people and more like hood rats. Just, just saying. That's my, my two cents here. Okay? <laughs> I think it would be hysterical. Okay, so let's take a look at some, uh, some other stories I picked up here, some coming out of uh, the College Fix and uh, Campus Reform. Just take a little take a little perusal of what's going on. Harvard Medical School signals plans for anti-racism curriculum. This is from Campus Reform. Harvard Medical School announced the implementation of anti-racism training as other American universities create similar programs. And this was all uh, due to the catalyst of George Floyd. It was it was used to it was used as like a 9/11 event really to cause all this whole chain reaction of anti-whiteness. Harvard Medical School's program in global surgery and social change released a statement on their website declaring that we live in a racist world and all play active and passive roles in perpetuating racism. We must be actively anti-racist, continues the statement. We absolutely, unapologetically denounce our wretched racist system and its proponents without exception. As part of its commitment to anti-racism, the program will focus on measures designed to improve recruitment, hiring, retention, and promotion of black, indigenous, and people of color as RAs, fellows, faculty, program coordinators, and support staff at PGSSC. 
so what they're saying here, everybody but white people, straight white people especially. No, we're we're not going to be bringing you on board. White people shouldn't have jobs because that gives them money. And with money, they can continue to perpetuate their whiteness by having families. And that does not go along with the genocidal plan very well, now does it? Here's one out of the college fix. Religion professors argue evangelical Christians are white racists who may end up killing us all. (laughs) Evangelical Christians are complete cucks. They hate white people. It's just so funny to see these religious uh, professors, religion professors rather, talking about white evangelicals as such a big threat. If evangelicals don't change, they pose an existential crisis to us all. Their racism, their sexism, their homophobia, their lack of belief in science, lack of belief in common sense may end up killing us all. Racism and the lost cause of the Confederacy is alive and thriving among today's white evangelical Christians, argued three religion professors featured on a recent panel hosted by the University of Virginia titled White Evangelical Racism, the Politics of Morality in America. I think that a strong and compelling argument can be made that it's not just this lost cause narrative that still animates white evangelical Christian Christianity wherever it exists, whether it's on the West Coast or in the South, said Laricia Hawkins. I should have been reading that in a black scent. I just didn't know. Assistant Professor of Politics and Religious Studies at UVA. Actually, it shouldn't even matter what accent accent the person has. It should always almost be read in a Jewish accent, as long as it's anti-white and everything. I lived in Chicago for 10 years, and I came away telling my friends, upon reflection, the Midwest is Confederate. In fact, America is Confederate, Hawkins said during the event. You lived in, in Chicago for 10 years, and you thought, oh my god, we're being ruled over by the Confederacy. <laughs> she, The Confederates killing us every day. Kill, they killed like 780 people in Chicago last year. The Confederate Army killed about 780 people in Chicago. This white supremacy must end. So deeply does white evangelical uh, wasp religion penetrate the ethos and mythos of the United States. The lost cause is alive and well. Not just in the folks who stormed the Capitol. Not just in the folks who showed up in Charlottesville in the summer of 2016. You get the point. Absolutely ridiculous. This is such a clown world we are living in. That is an accurate description of worldwide America. Okay, how about this one? Tweets from student government leaders show racial, racial animus towards whites. And if it was racial animus against anybody else, you know what would be happening. Again, this is from the College Fix. Several student government leaders have made racially intolerant social media posts in recent years directed at white people, showing a possible bias these leaders hold against constituents at their respective schools. Several of these students made headlines recently, such as Stanford University's Gabriel Crooks, who tweeted in 2020, Yes, I think white people need to be eradicated. Yes, I will go feral over mediocre white men. We exist. What? Crooks was re-elected as a student senator earlier this month. Across the country, at Virginia Commonwealth University, its student body president, Taylor Maloney, posted on Twitter that, I hate white people so much it's not even funny. The leaders found to display this bias are few, but other examples have been uncovered by the College Fix. 
The president of University of California's Berkeley Associated Student Government, Victoria Vera, has made a number of these tweets, ranging as far back as 2018, making it clear that she has a deep-seated distaste for her white counterparts. Vera, who is Mexican-American, ran for ASUC president in 2020 with the goal of strengthening and uplifting underrepresented communities. Prior to serving as president at UC Berkeley, Vera also served as chair of ASUC's Diversity Affairs Commission. Her tweets, however, tell a different story as a number of her posts to her Twitter page display intolerance towards white people. In a 2018 post about then-upcoming California primary, uh, Vera advocated strongly against white Trump-backed candidate John Cox, citing that, I am tired of these white men! In all caps, another tweet without context and seemingly unprovoked simply states that white women are so entitled. <laughs> you imagine Jewish women are so entitled. She'd be kicked out of college. A year before her initial run at president, Vera also attacked white culture, asserting that white culture is just violence. That's the only thing we have to offer to this world, people. Just violence. But here's the thing. I will tell you something. Although we have brought so much art, so much poetry, painting, music to this world, although we have brought such beauty to this world, hell yes, we can bring violence. We are the most capable at bringing violence out of anybody else in this world. We don't like to do it. It's like the poem by Rudyard Kipling about the wrath of the awakened Saxon. It takes a lot to get us angry, but when you do get us angry, watch out. Not even popular music was spared by her tweets as Vera even called out listeners of Africa by Toto for racist behavior. (laughs) Africa by Toto is racist in a song of white supremacy. Y'all really need to stop making that karaoke song, the tweet reads. Actually, that song, it's not about the rains, you know, like water coming from the sky in Africa. It's talking about rains, the rains of white supremacy, R-E-I-G-N-S, those rains. It's about white people missing the rain down in Africa. You understand? You feel me? You dig? UC Berkeley student Ashley Carnahan told the College Fix via email that Vera's tweets are far from professional, but defended her right to free speech. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, Vera is a growing number of student leaders who have spoken out against white people in the past three years. Student body president Ephraim Kum of the University of Utah, who is black, has also penned several tweets that denigrate white people. Here's one. One day we will live in a world where black excellence will not have to compete with white mediocrity. O-M-G. Projection much? Uh, Another tweet apparently mocking white athletes uh, displays a pair of moon shoes with the caption, How to win at basketball when you're white. I can make some, some really mean comebacks there. Some really racist comebacks, but I'll refrain. The 2020 to 2021 president come also denotes certain emojis for sole use by black people in another tweet. Uh, okay, so that's that's good enough. That's the gist of it. Here's one that's uh, pretty pretty ridiculous, pretty disturbing. Air Force Academy launches transgender working group in response to Biden military policy. It will support students who want taxpayer-funded gender surgeries. This is the, what is happening to our military. I think it's just to make us completely susceptible to uh, the the CHICOMs, as Alex Jones calls them, or the, the UN, or whoever they use to come in and take us all over. 
they want the U.S. military basically destroyed, incapable of actually waging serious warfare. I mean, I've got, I know they've got the high tech, but I think they're just opening us up to, uh, to be completely conquered. I know we're conquered from within right now, but they, now they want us to be conquered from without. And when you're talking about the Chicoms, you can't not mention the Jews. I did a whole big show on it about how the Jews trained their red dragon, something like that. Yeah, you look at the history of the Communist Party in China and their brutal revolution. It was Jews. Jews did it. Jews are behind Bolshevik communism. It's as simple as that. Everywhere it spreads. The United States Air Force Academy has announced a new transgender working group in response to President Joe Biden's reversal of President Donald Trump's ban on transgender troops. We're committed to supporting transgender airmen and cadets. Joseph Looney, the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer for the nation's Air Force Officer Training University, said in a recent news release. Looney. His name's Looney. This is just, this is lunacy, people. We need to create inclusive command climates where all airmen and guardians can bring their whole selves to work, feel valued, and fully contribute to the mission, Looney said in the university's announcement. I hope the working group provides a smooth policy transition and that we work ourselves out of a job when this policy is simply adapted into our existing culture of dignity and respect. The academy work, work with cadets who want to identify as the other gender. Oh, you mean cadets that have mental illness? Yeah, this is really going to be great for troop morale. Mm -hmm. It's like when they had uh, the troops wearing wearing high heels to better empathize with how the women feel. It was like walk a mile in her shoes or whatever that program was some years ago. It, this was all just training, training these guys. And I really do think that homosexuality, gender confusion, all the rest is actually part of the mind control indoctrination that is already existing within the military. Think about, you know, remember the GI Jane thing where it was, she's shaving her head to be like one of the guys, <clears throat> but serving in the military does do something really weird and messed up to these guys. Uh, that's why a lot of veterans have PTSD, not just from the combat, from the training too, I think. And also knowing that what they're doing is not actually serving their country. It's, it would be a different story if they were involved in combat and they, what they were doing was defending their people. I really don't think they'd have so many instances of PTSD. But of course, they, uh, the, the government wants to seem so kind and inclusive and supportive of these young trans, tranny creatures that are trying to come into the military. What happens when all these damaged people leave the military? They just throw them to the wayside. Homeless, drug-addicted, veterans, the people who can't get surgeries because they're just completely screwed. They're screwed up. They use them and dump them. That's what the, that's what the U.S. government does to people. They don't care about people. They've never cared about people. That's why they've experimented on people on mass scale. Think about it. The Tus they care about black people now. Oh, yeah. The T Tuskegee experiment. You're going to trust the, the, the government that conducted the Tuskegee experiment to now inject people? And we're controlled by Jewish supremacists, right? What do the Jewish supremacists do in their own country of Israel? Well, they forcibly injected African immigrants with birth control. At least that's what a report claimed. Do you remember years ago, maybe 2013... Here's a story from Forbes. 
this weekend. Why doesn't have the date? Okay, 2013. This weekend, a report revealing that African women immigrating to Israel was subjected to mandatory contraceptive injections, effectively amounting to forced, if temporary, sterilization made global headlines. Some 130,000 Ethiopians, most of them Jewish, live in Israel. The community experiences higher poverty and unemployment rates than the rest of the country's Jewish population. By the way, can't be due to IQ differences. Even though Jews love to boast of their high IQ, it can't be. It's got to be due to just systemic racism. Okay? In the past decade, and actually there is systemic racism over there, as we're seeing. In the past decade, the birth rate among Ethiopian Israelis has declined by at least 20%. What's happening in the West? Who knows? Advocacy groups now claim this uh, decline is a result of a birth control regimen forced upon Ethiopian immigrant women. According to an article in Haaretz, an Israeli news source, one Ethiopian immigrant said that the doctors who injected her claim that people who frequently give birth suffer. While it is possible, if highly unlikely, that doctors genuinely had the women's health in mind when they forcibly injected them with contraceptives, there is no excuse for depriving women's sovereignty over their own re reproductive choices. And we're hearing so much about how women's reproductive systems are completely acting haywire because of the injections, and even just because of the shedding from the injections. Israel has acknowledged the issue without admitting any wrongdoing and has vowed institutional changes in healthcare for immigrants. Isn't that something? Using injections to unknowingly give contraceptives to black women. Isn't that something? Huh. But they're Jews. I thought this was just a religious thing. Well, sometimes it's also racial. You know. So... I wonder what could be in the injections that people are getting. Are they trying to even further sterilize us? It seems so. Already, the birth rates were declining very much among white people in Western countries, as pointed out by Israeli studies. But now, let's just kick it into high gear and really genocide those white people. Speaking of Jews... Let's turn to uh, Amazon for just a minute. Amazog, as it's sometimes called. It's got a new G Jewish CEO. <laughs> there you go. Jeff Bezos himself is thought to be a crypto Jew. Saudi Arabia had actually gone after him for being Jewish because of uh, the way that Washington Post had covered some, some news of Saudi Arabia. They were calling him a Jew. But uh, and oh, people were kvetching about that. Oh, he's such anti-Semitism. He's not even Jewish. But I do think he's Jewish. Regardless, he began his career with Jews. Let's take a listen to uh, this video here. Jeff Bezos's empire has its roots not in Silicon Valley, but on Wall Street. That's where the young Princeton graduate went to work in the early 1990s at a secretive hedge fund called D.E. Shaw. David Shaw was the one who revolutionized Wall Street by introducing data. And I think Jeff really embraced that, that idea that, hey, if you have data, ultimately you win. One of the things that David Shaw asked Jeff Bezos to do was to go and investigate new businesses. And in particular, this new thing in the early 90s called the World Wide Web. 
We all know that a communications revolution is underway in this country. What is the internet? It's sort of the mother of all networks. It's uh, information highways. It's kind of like your remote control to the world. Bezos was quick to see the untapped potential of the new digital landscape and was determined to get in on it. I came across the startling statistic that web usage was growing at 2,300% a year. So I decided I would try and find a business plan that made sense in the context of that growth. So the video showing that David E. Shaw is a Jew, of course. Yep. They're members of Steve, him and his wife, the Stephen Wise Free Synagogue in New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course. One of the things that David Shaw asked Jeff Bezos to do was to go and investigate new businesses, and in particular, this new thing in the early 90s called the World Wide Web. Bezos steps down Amazon to get new Jewish CEO from the Times of Israel, and that's Andy Jassy. He's going to be the new Jew in charge of Amazon. So that's... Oh, uh, you're saying that Jews have too much power? That's anti-Semitic. That's a canard. That's a trope. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at just a couple more stories, and then we'll be done with the show here. Here's one from Market Watch. Pope Francis kisses Auschwitz tattoo of Holocaust survivor. Christians are such cocks. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's just read a little bit of this. Pope Francis has kissed the tattoo of an Auschwitz survivor during a general audience on Wednesday. Lydia Maximowicz, a Polish citizen who was deported to Auschwitz from her native Belarus by the age of three, showed the Pope the number tattooed on her arm by the Nazis, and Francis leaned over and kissed it. Maximowicz told Vatican News that she didn't exchange words with the Pope. We understood each other with a glance, she said. So that's just, that's heartwarming. Oh, this, guys, she was subjected to experiments by Joseph Mengele, the angel of death. Wow, that's incredible. But somehow she survived, you know. <laughs> the article mentions the Pope has paid tribute to Holocaust survivors in the past, including a 2014 visit visit to uh, Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial in Israel and a visit in February to the Rome apartment of a survivor, 88-year-old Hungarian-born writer and poet, Edith Bruck. That is heartwarming. But you know what's not heartwarming? U.S. faces outbreak of anti-Semitic threats and violence. When it's anti-white threats and violence, uh, that's perfectly fine. Actually, that's going to be supported by the New York Times. New York Times, who's reporting on this, is actually going to be putting out the anti-white threats and violence, inciting it. But when, oh, Jewish feelings are... International news time. <laughs> okay, a, a brick shattering a window of a kosher pizzeria on Manhattan's Upper East Side. It couldn't have been a Jew who threw it. Couldn't have been. Absolutely not. Uh, it's Christian knocked all over again. Jewish diners outside a sushi, sushi restaurant in Los Angeles attacked by men shouting anti-Semitic threats. Vandalism at synagogues in Arizona, Illinois, and New York. Can we reference the bomb threats that took place, you know, what, five years ago? Can we talk about those bomb threats? It was it was horrifying. All these communities... Oh, wait, never mind. An Israeli who called those in. Caused Amazon to actually take off all these Holocaust denial and white supremacy books. And then it turned out it was Israeli, and the, those books never got put back on Amazon. But, well, you know, it's a good thing they're gone. 
in Salt Lake City, a man scratched a swastika into the front door of an Orthodox synagogue in the early mornings, hours of May 16th. It's Jews doing this for the most part. Oh, but we have to blame white people. The anti-Semites, it's the speech. It's the free speech online. It's not free speech. It's hate speech. And it needs to be dealt with. Call the ADL, oy vey. <laughs> That's where our world is headed, guys. Anti-white speech promoted. Promoted everywhere. State Department supporting BLM terrorism. Where they're just going out and attacking white people. Critical race theory, yes. Let's have it in all government institutions, academic institutions, in the media, everywhere. But oh, a Jew had his feelings hurt. <laughs> oh, oh, they said he was a supremacist for 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 genociding the the Palestinians. They don't like him genociding Palestinians. I don't know what's wrong with these anti-Semites. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all I've got for you here this week. Not a whole lot of profound discussion, just a review of some news stories, but I do want to keep you updated on what's going on. I I won't have a chance to talk to you this weekend. So I hope you all have a good time. Enjoy your lives as best as you can. Enjoy your families if you have them. But realize that we are under serious threat. And like Rudolf Hess, I regret nothing that I have done for our cause. Supposedly, it was Rudolf Hess at Nuremberg. Some people say it wasn't, and it was a doppelganger. But he said, I regret nothing. I wouldn't take any of it back. You know what? The only things I would regret is not doing more to ensure our future. The future for my child, the future for all of our children. That's the only thing I would regret. Not fighting the fight harder and smarter. So I want you to have that mindset going forward. Do enjoy your time with your family. The weather's probably getting nice out. But always remember, we are under serious threat from so many different angles. And it needs to be dealt with. All right, guys. Take care. I'll talk to you all again soon. War on error. We have declared war on error.